0: I'm Chanel Moore, your host, and welcome to the Daughter's Diary Podcast, a podcast by a daughter, but for everyone. Thank you for joining in. Welcome back. This is the Daughter's Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Chanel Moore, and today we're just talking about The book Daughters. So we spent the last few podcast episodes kind of talking about purpose for the month of March and I just want to get back to the book for this particular episode. And so I've kind of tried to figure out okay what what are some questions people might have when it comes to the book Daughters. And for those of you who are new Daughters was a book that I published a couple years ago. It was about being the daughter of a heavenly father. Um, Each Letter of the word daughters was a part of an acronym. So daughters are dynamic, authentic, unique, gracious, and so forth and so on. Within the book, I went to the Bible and I found different women that I thought portrayed these particular character traits and how we could apply those character traits to our own lives as daughters. And so a question that I thought maybe people might have um, it could be, you know, how did I come up with the women that I chose to use in the book, Daughters? And so um, for me, I, I definitely prayed about it. I definitely prayed about, OK, God, who is someone that displays this? Or sometimes it will happen in reverse. What is a character trait that we as women or people even can have? And who was someone in the Bible that had this or what did this particular person display to me at this stage of my life as a character trait that they had. And so it was really unique. Um, It's actually funny now when I read it, because I read it remembering the place I was in when I wrote kind of each chapter. So like I distinctly remember where I was when I wrote Esther and like where I was not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, even spiritually in life. During that time and Esther was definitely one of my favorite biblical accounts. It still is. It is a phenomenal. It is a phenomenal biblical account. Um, It is the one book in the Bible that actually does not mention God by name, but clearly displays the evidence that there is something or someone bigger than we can see that is working. Behind the scenes, and what happens in this book. And so, um, reading Esther, just in totally enjoying this account, um, really drove me to say, okay, like, let's look at Esther when it comes to dynamic as we're talking about um, this character trait. What made Esther dynamic and, you know, timing and leadership and really, um, Putting herself out there, actually, just the element of courage that it was really going to take for her to go to the to the king, not requested by him, um, really made her stand out. So those were just a few things that made Esther dynamic to me in particular. And then you had um, Leah and... Leah is for the chapter that is on authenticity and for me I, I could probably spend a week talking about Leah and that and <laughs> saying that is is what makes it all the more unique because um Leah in the Bible was one of Jacob's wives uh, he actually was in love with Rachel and instead of giving Jacob Rachel um their father pulled a a a -a and gave him Leah and Leah is described as having essentially dull eyes um in some translations it says pretty eyes but it's pretty much implied that she wasn't the most desirable of the two daughters and that Jacob's heart really was for Rachel and so essentially the the way it reads is almost that like Jacob is just stuck with Leah at this point, and he does end up marrying Leah and Rachel, which is a whole a whole nother ball game I'm, I'm gonna tell you, as a wife, I know that I am a headache, I can't imagine two wives, um let alone four as the story goes um but Leah is kind of like just the other sister, you know it's like, oh, there's Rachel, look at her, oh, and there's Leah, and it was probably really hard for her because Leah was the older sister as well. And so for chapter two, just to talk about authenticity and just having an authentic desire to be loved and to be desired um, and looking at Leah as that person is just really unique because Leah really is kind of often overlooked and it it's easy to do. I mean, just based on what we know about her, like it's, it's easy to kind of bypass Leah as you, as you read the Bible, as you read the account of, of the Israelites and the nation of Israel. But what just made Leah beautiful to me was that she really, she really just wanted to be loved. She wanted to be accepted by her husband. I mean, she, she had children and, and you know, would name them things that that just really marked her finally either feeling seen or hoping to be seen. And I can't remember off the top of my head, which one, which name means what, but I mean, there is one name where it's like Asher or something like that, which means it like to be loved. And I think she says, you know, maybe finally my husband will, will love me. Um, now that I've bore him children. And so it just begs the question of, of, who are you? Like that's that's the question that I felt like reading about Leah led me to. Who are you, and do you understand that reality is beautiful and that God values authenticity? You know, and the, and those are just simple things, of course, but they're things that we we tend to overlook just because of of life. You know, we have reality TV, which is probably one of the, the fakest things we have on TV, and so we have quote unquote reality TV. That's not real, but yet we are basing our lives off of what we see on TV. So what we're basing our lives on is not even real. And we're missing out on just being our, our own authentic selves. And so being able to look and read the account of Leah and Rachel, just with a different, a different viewpoint, a different mindset, um, really was special. And for that reason, Leah became the the motivation behind the word authentic and then to look at mary and say mary was unique like that mary was humble that mary praised and worshiped god when she found out what was happening and that mary really was simple like i think that's what makes so much of this stand out to me in this book that these women by societal norms were really simple people first off they were women which wasn't like high praise back then. And, um, you know, Mary was a simple servant girl, you know, by by, by no means was, you know, like she picked to be someone who's going to peak, I guess is what I would say. And so, so many women that we look at in this book just come off as, as simple women and they do some some really simple things that really make a difference and that they're in the Bible for a reason. Um, The fourth word was gracious. And we look at at Hannah, who had not been able to have children. And you just see her heart. Oh, my gosh. You just see her heart in this biblical account. And you see so many lessons of just being willing to give God the thing you want most from him, um, letting life remind you of God's faithfulness and praying fervently. And we also look at Abigail in that account as well and her intervention um, to really try to save her her husband from David's fury at the time, and how that plays out for her life, and then next we have hopeful, um, and just oh my goodness, just just thinking about the scripture alone, Proverbs 13:12, "Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life." And so we look at Anna, who was a prophet who was just hopeful, hopeful, hopeful that that Christ was going to come one day, that she was expectant and had been waiting, that she was consistent in her wait. And then that she knew what to do after being hopeful, you know, that even if she never saw Jesus, she never had to be hopeless because her hope was always going to be in God. Um, To be hope filled is to look forward to the fulfillment of God's plans. And so that was just such a great reminder. And then we had triumphant in which we looked at Deborah or as some people say Deborah. Uh, she was actually a judge during that time and was a leader and just just really really led um even though Barack was was supposed to lead you know it was just her her wisdom as a leader her honesty and just being triumphant um was a was a big focus for her and empowered was the e and i looked at the samaritan woman um and i looked at the woman with the issue of blood and this between This one and Leah honestly are my favorite two chapters in the book. Uh, I feel like they are the most relatable because you have the Samaritan woman who is at the hottest part of the day going to get water because honestly, she's too embarrassed to go when everybody else goes. And you cannot tell me we've all not maybe done something at a different time or an odd time because we were too embarrassed or ashamed of what others were going to say about us. And then we have the woman who had the issue of blood in this empowered chapter and who pretty much, you know, an issue of blood was a problem. Like any type of bodily fluid that was essentially just that you didn't have control over was was kind of seen as unclean. I mean, even during biblical times, like a woman who was menstruating, like you weren't just amongst society like that. And so for her to just say, you know what, I've got to not just see Jesus. I got to touch him. Um, Man, it's just such a powerful story. And and if you haven't been there in your life where you're just saying, I I not only need to see Jesus, I, I need to touch him. I need him to touch my situation. I i pray that it is i know I, I know it will be the supernatural moment that it always is and i just pray for those of us who have had that experience to be reminded of it right now and we have resilient who was ruth um, ruth lost her husband uh, she lost her father-in-law um, her sister-in-law's husband passed as well like she had had a tough time and she opted out out of living a life she had always known to go live with her mother-in-law Naomi and to to try to be a provider for them and so she just showed resilience in in a new way you know she showed perseverance she showed the importance of heart work she showed how important it was to try to stay positive through this and what it's like to be a rubber band woman to bounce back even after hard times and then just to cap it all off I mean I, I just finished with successful you know successful thinking about Priscilla and joining her husband Aquila in ministry um, especially at a time where that kind of wasn't the big role for women but I just thought it was really cool and unique that Paul would greet Aquila in, in his letters and and greet Priscilla as well, that like he didn't stray from mentioning her as well, which just says a lot, and so I think, to sum it all up, how did I come up with the women that I picked for this book? It was preyed on, and it was a time of just reading and in and, and reading these accounts in ways that I hadn't read them before and who knows maybe there is a daughters too out there maybe there's a sisters or wives out there and there will be other women to look at in the bible in particular but for this book I just really think it stemmed from reading my bible and not just reading it as as some story and it's easy to do and I know it's like how how could you do that but it's it's easy to do to just read the Bible as another really good story or it's just something you have to do and so I I would say it really came from actually saying okay God I want to study your word and I want to try to study these women or I just want you to show something show me something about these women that is that is different that that is simple but that is different and unique and I want you to help me to put it together in a book that is simple, that, that whether you're 10 years old or 70 years old, you can read it and see yourself in it. And I truly feel like God um, allowed me to do that. I will be honest, there's so much more research I've done since the book. That that makes me want to rewrite some chapters and say, oh, well, recently I've studied this and I've learned this about this situation. And so this is why this response was this way and all of that. Um, but again, as I've said before, that was the that was the way the Lord allowed me to interpret it during the season that I was in. And I, I can honestly say the longer you are in a relationship with the Lord, the more you're going to start seeing things differently because of the season that you're in and an example uh, really quick is grief you know I lost my father going on two years ago so the way I view grief now is way different than the way I did before his passing and I'm not saying I view it in a negative way I just view it in a different way and so when it comes to these women when it comes to this book That was the season I was in and the way that God revealed things to me during that time. And like I said, who knows? Maybe there is a daughter's to for this new season of my life in writing that out and seeing how different or what more there is to each account. But for now, that was where a lot of the motivation for these women came from. And it was just really cool to be able to write about them. And to write in a way that says, OK, where can I display these traits in my own life? You know, at the end of the day, Esther wasn't always a queen. You know, Mary wasn't always Jesus's mother, you know, but they they, and they were simple people. But God used them to do miraculous things. And God can still do that today. And so that was the beauty behind what I believe um, this project in the book of daughters became to me personally so thank you so much for tuning in I hope that you would get a copy of the book if you haven't um, it is a fun read it is a, a pretty simple read as well and that was the intent it has questions at the end it has poetry and I will definitely continue to try to do more podcasts on intent behind the the book or focusing on a chapter of the book and so forth and so on but For today, this was how I came up with the women to write about in the book Daughters. Um, Feel free to reach out if you have any other suggestions about something I could write about. I do a blog, so um, at any point I could include something new to the blog. And it could be a a woman that has inspired you or a person that has inspired you that you're just kind of like, huh, I wouldn't mind someone else reading about this and, and weighing in on this as well. So feel free to let me know. Uh, This has been the Daughter's Diary Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Daughter's Diary Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. For more information, you can visit our website at www.achanelmoore.com. There, you'll find blogs, a store, more podcasts, and tips. Thank you for your time.